All right, everyone, welcome back to Vitamin C, the creator's hosted podcast. We are happy to be with you today. Today, we have a really special guest with us, but I'm Cameron. I'm here with my co-host. I'm Allie. And yeah, let's let's just... Is our special guest, ChatGPT. Yes, our special guest today is ChatGPT, (laughs) because they have been helping us out with some... Some ideas and such, because it's hard to come up with all the ideas on your own. So today we're going to be doing a live ideation session, so you guys can understand kind of what happens at our idea jam sessions. So I think we should do it like, give each other a prompt, and then mm-hmm. like 30 second timer, come up with your best idea. Like spit out as many idea. ideas like as you can. Okie doke. So that's how it's going to flow today to show you how fun and easy it is to come up with ideas quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Want to get into it? Yeah. Do you want to do you want to answer first or ask first? I don't care. Okay, you can answer first. Okay. All right. Um How can you solve the pain point of academic pressure? Oh my gosh. Okay. Don't go to BYU, number one. <laughs> Just kidding. I think, oh man. Ideal world solution would be to not have grades any longer. I understand that grades are important to like motivate students, but it's a really arbitrary system because it changes from class to class. So ideally, I think there would be a different sort of grading system that was more effort and um, just more effort-based instead of cold, hard facts-based. And within schools, I think a big thing, or for students, because grades aren't going to change, something that could be good is to create some sort of student wellness program that's actually effective to help students deal with academic pressure. Yeah. I like that. Okay. <laughs> That's good. All right. What would you do about restaurants being too loud or having too much ambiance for people to handle? Too much ambiance. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Huh. That's interesting. I I don't know how I'll tackle that, but the noise is more addressable. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. Hmm. I mean, obviously, there's restaurants where you can get, like, private rooms and stuff for your yeah. party or whatever. But then you have a big group. Yeah, So you're true. still overstimulated. Ah, freak. <laughs> um, that is tough. Like, what if there was a restaurant or, like, a chain of restaurants that was, like, all about being quiet and being alone? Like, That'd be cool. I I always see like on Instagram and TikTok like those Chinese ramen places where like, yeah, you're, like you're alone cubby. and like they you don't even see the waiter's face or anything. They just like slide down to like a yeah. That's like some people's biggest dream. That honestly be freaking awesome. Okay. Just have a nice silent bowl of ramen. <laughs> but any food too. Yeah. Awesome. I love that idea. Okay, this one. This is an issue that. Young professional space, and how would you solve it? Okay. Navigating office politics. 
ooh, like how to behave in the office or like like what's all like like the politics like how uh, there's like certain people that are like treated better or like that are favored or um mm-hmm. i don't know i only worked in office for like two weeks <laughs> i don't know i just didn't know what office politics specifically meant this is office politics can be challenging to navigate particularly for okay that doesn't help but anyways what i would do is i think that workplaces need to become a lot more dynamic um in teams Hmm. and so i think that we should abolish the like hierarchical system of management and place people in a lot more communal teams and stuff because then there's a lot more equal opportunities for people to stand up for themselves and to prove their qualities. Because in hierarchical systems, like the people that are in power are gonna see what they want to see. And it's hard to like put yourself in there. So my entrepreneurial solution for that is, I think it'd be so cool to start like a consulting company or even just build an online training platform that helps companies like realize the value of these like dynamic team systems at work and abandon the old like structures, the yeah. old traditional work structures. How would the organization be led? There's no well, there would it. there would still be like there would still be like leaders mm-hmm. per se. Like there would obviously still be a CEO. And there'd be a leader over every department that, like, the groups report to and stuff. Mm-hmm. It would be, like, our Weston. Like, you know, how it would, we all work together all day, but then we just, like, check in with him. But, like, yeah. he's not, like, our boss telling us yeah, every single true. thing to do. And I think even, like, if there was, like, a kind of, like, a panel of leaders, if there was, like, yeah. three or four people at the head, because then they can keep in, each other in balance and stuff. Exactly. But... That'd be good. Okay. I'm going to try to look for a more lightweight one. (laughs) What would you do about shoelaces not staying tied? (laughs) Like, I have this one pair of shoes and the laces always come undone. That's so interesting because my shoelaces have, they never come untied ever. (laughs) Um,. Double knot it. I try that. What do you mean you try it? Does it work or you don't know how? It, <laughs> I know how, but it doesn't stay. What? I think you need to switch out laces. Okay, well, make a solve anyway because it could help kids. Yeah, that's true. Slip on shoes. Oh, my gosh. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? like, you know, like claw clips for hair, like the clips of just yeah. like. Like, what if we made something like that that was, like, plastic that, like, parents, like, put around the knot every day of the shoe? Yeah. So it, like, won't wiggle. And then when they get home from school, they could, like, take the little thing off, like, the little clip off. I guess so. But, like, what's the point (laughs) of even having laces then? I don't know. (laughs) Because it's, like, because when you get old, like, you can't avoid laces. So it would help kids, like, learn... Okay, but then you're a freak. (laughs) Like, in PE, you can't, like, always buy running shoes without laces. Like, there's going to be an opportunity, or, like, there's always going to be a place where you have laces. I hear you're saying, with 
like all of my running shoes, they all have laces except for one pair. And all of them are always tied. And I just slip my feet into them. And my feet never move. Okay, well, now we're talking about the target demographic of little kids. <laughs> because uh, it would help you still learn how to tie them, but then you wouldn't be stressed all day at school because you know they would be secure. Okay. Because you know when you're flinging around on the playground, like if someone steps on them, the tie gets undone. Yeah, that's Even true. if it's double knotted. Um, what if you made like shoelaces that have like some type of like, they're like more sticky, gritty or like... <laughs> grippy yeah so the lace will it'll be harder for it to like slip against each itself yeah that would be a uh, more aesthetically pleasing solution than that than the clip slip-ons. than the clip thing oh. and slip no slip-ons are cool but like you can't always get cool ones you can't you can make any shoe a slip-on except ma- except maybe converse how by... You just leave them tight and put your foot <laughs> okay. in. But then they get stretched out. Okay. What if they're stretched out? Move on. Shoes? Move on. Next okay. one. All right. How, um, for college students, how would you solve the pain point of homesickness? Oh, boy. Hmm. Um,. I think a big thing with homesickness is, like, it's inevitable, but a huge thing is that when we get to college, like, a lot of our habits are, taught, like, changed because, like, we don't have access to things like that, mm-hmm. to, like, things that we have at home or people that we have at home. So I think it'd be cool to build, like, kind of a wellness check-in app type thing that, like, it could be called, like, a toolkit. <laughs> That would be cool. And it would be, like, it would, like, generate ideas of things for you to do when you're homesick. Mm-hmm. So that, like, because when you're homesick, like, you don't want to, like, be motivated. Like, you just kind of want to be sad. You don't want to be like, oh, but I know if I went and did, like, ate this food, it would make me feel better. Yeah. Like, you're just sad when you're homesick. So it would, like, give you, like, prompts or reminders of, like, things that you love to do. And then, like, Yeah. It could be comforting, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess if I were trying to solve it, I'd, where does homesickness, like, what, where does that stem from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I'm going to call my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is, like, um, like, I feel like homesickness can't be solved by space time alone. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, what a lot of people rely on. So... Maybe a platform that can, like, um, like provide opportunities to spend quality time with people that are far away. Like, mm-hmm. it could, like, send you a reminder, like, go get lunch with, like, your sister today. And then, like, it'll be, like, both of you should go to here and then call and, That'd like, cool. eat or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like kind of on the other side of things, I feel like homesickness – I mean, I don't know. I don't experience it a ton. But when I do, I feel like it stems from not having, like, a comfortable place that I can call home. That's mm-hmm. That I can, like, call my home that's away from where I grew up. Yeah. And I feel like if people, um, like, if they have a healthy support system around them where they live currently mm-hmm. and, like, friends that they're really comfortable with or, like, a group or whatever yeah. and, like, they like being where they're at. 
I don't know. I feel like if there was a way to to make that more common and easier to achieve. Yeah. So I guess then that poses like the problem of like how do we make sure people end up with like actual good roommates? Yeah. Um, cause like, yeah, like you're saying, like, or make it easier to switch. Yeah. True. 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 Cause like, even if you have like a perfect comfy home, but you like hate your roommate, like you're going to be uncomfortable. Mm. Or even I think just cause like a lot of college students, they're like in their dorm for nine months and then they leave, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, you don't have a place to feel permanent. I wonder if, like, people at other colleges switch around all the time or if that's, like, a, like a more U- BYU thing. I don't know. I mean, I know people that stay in their apartments for a long time and they just renew. But, like, yeah, but it's even like, if you're leaving for the summer, it's, like... It's so hard to, yeah. like... Hmm. I don't know. How would you solve that problem? Of like making it easier to switch and mm. or making it like easier to get to know people before you move in with them. I think if if a university had like if all of their housing was I mean obviously this would come with problems of its own, but mm. if it was all under the same management and there was like a simple like form or something that you could fill out to like switch places with someone. Mm-hmm. Say, like, you come to school, you don't know anyone, you make friends, you realize they're in a different building, you can just switch with one of their roommates, mm-hmm. and then, like, I don't know. Yeah. Make it easier to switch. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of another. You can ask if you want. Well, like, I would ask it. Guys, chat GPT is not the best for this prompt. I would ask it like specific things and it wouldn't give it would like give like really? those big yeah like what specific things we ask for i don't know what are you what are you curious about i'm trying to think of like everyday stuff okay how do we a problem that college students face is wanting more clothes but not like having the budget to spend and also like following trends. Mm. How can we like solve that need? Go to Subway Thrift. Just <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Lex. Um, I think if. Like I know my idea, but I want to hear yours. Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> I think if there are a way to easily, because I feel like, I mean, even, well, everybody has old clothes in their closet that they don't wear. Mm-hmm. and like but you just don't get rid of because i don't know either you're too lazy or you think you're gonna wear it again but you never do i don't know a bunch know. of reasons but if there's a way to trade in old clothes for either credit or just for new items that mm-hmm. are maybe trending um yeah and if there's like a company that took those old clothes gave them the credit or whatever mm-hmm. into like a, a marketplace and then like this could even be used to like help people in less fortunate situations where they could give away the clothes to like homeless shelters or like send it to different countries that are in a worse position than we are. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's an easy way to get rid of your old clothes and make it less of a burden to get new clothes that Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. I've never heard of thread up. 
No. It's like an online thing where you send in clothes and then they supposedly like buy it from you and they'll like send you however much and then the clothes that they don't buy, they'll donate for mm. you. But like, I don't actually know if they're donating it and whatever. <laughs> and then you can buy things from ThreadUp so they're like cheaper because mm. they're second or third hand items. So I feel like that's being done, but like getting people motivated to sell their stuff actually. Yeah. And I also think like like you said, there's um like people will hold on to things. Like I have things that I like wear like once or twice a year, but like I need it for those yeah, yeah. times. Like a heavy year. coat or something. Yeah. And but it's like you don't want to get rid of it because usually those items are the more expensive items anyway. And so I feel like, I don't know if boys do this, but, like, girls, like, trade clothes all the time. Boys don't do that. <laughs> and like, like, when all of my friends are getting ready to go to dinner or something, like, everyone's just, like, looking at each other's closets and, like, just, like, borrowing stuff. So what if we built, like, a local, it would be, like, local to each, like, college. I feel mm-hmm. like the demographic is college students. Yeah. Um, Like, a platform where you could, like, post, like, borrow my shirt or, like, I'm I have this to offer like do you want to swap or in search of like furry jacket this weekend and like like it was like rent to close that'd be cool and then like the platform could like vet people and like if there was damage done like it would be through the platform like it wouldn't be like if you got your shirt back with a hole you wouldn't have to like then harass that person like the platform would just like like you would report the incident and then the Mm. platform would like charge them them or something That'd be interesting. That'd be cool. I feel like that would be so... Because it would reduce consumerism. It would, yeah. Like, it's my best friend's birthday's coming up and we're, like, looking for fun outfits and I'm, like, I'm really just going to buy an outfit just, like, for her birthday dinner. <laughs> like, like, I'm, like, I need it to be something that I'll wear again so it's not just wasteful. Yeah. Or you could buy used, too. Yeah. But that's the other thing is, like, some people just, like, don't want to deal with the time of, like, shopping. And so if they can just go online and just be like, oh, this girl at the next apartment complex has this cheetah print coat that I want for my costume, I can just borrow. Or even if, like, you – if there's, like, a – like, a page on that where you could, like, just say what you're looking for and people with that will be like, I have this. Are you interested? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I feel like that'd be sick. That'd be freaking sick. Guys, don't take that idea. I'm going to build it. Don't you dare. I'll come for you. <laughs> I'm saying right now that I own the rights. I'll show it to my What's lawyers. The name of it? I don't know. <laughs> oh. Okay. Anyways. Next problem. Okay. And I don't know if this is for everybody, but I definitely <laughs> face it. But I know people face it in some sense. Okay. Productivity. How do you stay productive? And for me, it's hard to stay productive when I'm like working from home. Yeah. We were talking about this in the last idea jam session because it like varies so much from people, like from person to person. Mm-hmm. Like people, they, this perplexes my brain so much. People are just like, I have a midterm and like I forgot about it. Like, huh? <laughs> no or the, shot. Or they'll be like, I have three tests this week and so I don't know how to study. So I just like get so stressed I don't study. And I'm like, just build a schedule. Yeah, I think. But like also. That's a whole but people like sometimes that doesn't work like even if you write down everything you need to do like you still can't be productive 
you know, like some yeah. people just don't have that willpower. So like, I mean, there's definitely organization problems and then there's the productivity. Yeah. Doing it. So how can like people be incentivized? Like I like, we'll see things of like people being like, I lock my phone in a box to like make yeah. sure that, but, but I'm not going to lock my iPad and my TV up too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man. I think that the biggest thing is like monetary incentives. I think that's big for sure. And like, I don't know if BYU or other colleges even like want people to be productive because like they want to keep the curve low. Like, they want people to get bad grades so that they. You think so? Like, I know so. Well, what about like even just outside of school? Like, for people that are working? Yeah. I think, like, especially in the workplace, there should be more rewards for, like, being efficient with time. Hmm. Especially, like, because pre-COVID, it was, like, 40-hour work week. Like, literally no one cares, like, what you're working on. You just have to be in work. And, like, people have goals and stuff, but, like, I feel like a lot of times people set goals that are, like, easy to reach. And yeah. then they just take the whole time to reach them. Yeah, exactly. And But then, like, post-COVID, obviously, like, now there's, like, all this talk about, like, 32-hour work week and like working from home and blah 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 and like I think that companies should be way better at like if you can get this project done within 48 hours instead of 72 you have that other time like that's vacation days or like whatever yeah like incentivize people like with like I don't know like if it would be a point system or like what but like Mm -hmm. basically reward people for being efficient because it's like a waste of money to have people be in office and wasting time anyway so like just let them leave every day at two instead or Mm -hmm. you know but i don't know like how to make businesses enforce that yeah or do it i had kind of an idea Mm -hmm. um what if someone made like a plug-in we're filming a podcast but it's okay (laughs) what if someone made a plug-in for like task force management or like project management software like asana or something that when you are first put onto the platform you as an individual mm-hmm. go through and you say like what incentivizes you or what you'd like is it like company swag is it like mm-hmm. a bit of like a ten dollar bonus is it or i guess just money or is it like time off is it this or that mm-hmm. and then each task like everything you do i think especially for work from home this would be helpful every tasks that you do there's like a a reward Mm -hmm. like let's say you got this project done and then you have like you get like five extra dollars or something or whatever your pay grade is like a percentage of that yeah or you get like a free like they buy you lunch yeah they buy you lunch or like they buy you a set of golf balls or something i don't know if (laughs) they like tied something incentivizing to tasks or projects Mm -hmm. then i feel like people would want to get it done and not just like be taking a nap while they're clocked in you know what i mean yeah facts i like the idea of doing it through like a third party system because i feel like companies like sometimes don't really know like what their employees want actually Mm -hmm. and so like if a company can just be like convinced that this is going to increase productivity 
Yeah. And like also decrease your expenses over time. Like I feel like people would be on board. Yeah. Like if I was given a task and they're like, listen, if you get this done today, we're gonna buy you lunch tomorrow. We'll yeah. DoorDash it to you. Yeah. I'll be like, Oh, I'm on it. You yeah, know? definitely. Instead of like instead of being like, Oh, if I don't get this done, like my boss is gonna hate me and I'm not gonna get put on the next project. Yeah. Like make it a good thing. Yeah. I love that. I think you should build that I think that that's a good idea. I'm not going to build it, but if someone wants to, then... Sandbox teams, you have our Yeah, sandbox, go for it. Um, just let me know. Just like, cut me a percentage. Yeah, so I can <laughs> tell Podium, and then they can give it to me. <laughs> okay. Oh, frick. I wasn't thinking of an idea. There's someone here if you want to use them. But I don't like those ones. Why don't you like them? They're very simple. They're too vague. You don't want to... Stop global health pandemics? Or like... Okay, like, I'm not even going to speak on that because we're like, neighbors. Um, <laughs> managing finances or... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about managing finances. Okay. Because it is, like, so... There's so many people who have so many different methods. And, like, if your parents don't teach you, like, you're screwed. Yeah, I can see that. Basically. Because, like... I think also just being in college like puts you at a disadvantage because you're seeing so many different perspectives of like managing finances. Like your roommate might have their parents paying for everything and they've never seen the bank account. Like yeah, they just know that they that they have a copy of the dad's credit card and they can go. And they drive or, like a Jeep Rubicon. And, <laughs> yeah. Or you could have people that are working all alone and are living pay paycheck to paycheck so you're not learning about like worrying about future finances like i feel like it's like peer to peer it's so hard to learn oh for sure and also it's just like scary to mm. learn too and like i know some companies are like trying to like make it easy like mint and stuff or like say that they're like and i i use mint but like... yeah but, like, it's also still intimidating. Like, I feel like we need to, yeah. like, make a very simplified version of, like, specifically for, like, I don't know, like, 21 and under. Like, mm -hmm. that's, like, the target demographic. Or, and, like, 25 and under for a lot of people. Yeah. And, like, make it, like, like fun, <laughs> but, like, super simple. Mm -hmm. And it would, like, prompt you more of, like, what to do. Yeah. Because, like, even, like, I'm thinking about, like, taxes right now. Like, I have to file 1099, oh which is literally so evil. Like, don't ever do non-contractor work, everyone. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh. But, like, so, like, I'm, like, filing taxes and, like, TurboTax is prompting me about mm -hmm. things. But, like, I, because I don't know, like, every detail about 1099s, I'm, like, okay, it's prompting me. But, like, I don't know, like, what the right... Yeah. decision to make is because i don't even know what the prompt is saying you're like chat gpt do i have anything i can write off <laughs> and so like i think of the same thing like when i started working at lululemon and i was like young and they were like and you can sign up for a 401k and i was like huh like <laughs> and i was like like but it's they like do that for part-timers yeah shout out lululemon and wow, their benefits. Shout out lululemon but basically like the thing is that even if someone's like prompting you to do something, you still don't know if it's the best decision. Yeah. And like personally, I need to be really confident in a mm -hmm. decision, especially around money. So I think 
uh, an app that not only prompts you, but educates too. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. I definitely hear you all. But I think the tool is obviously a must. Yeah, I think the tool is obviously a must. You need to have an easy-to-use tool, especially for you know people that are inexperienced with finances. Yeah. But I think the education part is way Major. more important. Because like, you could have the easiest tool in the world, but if you don't know how you need to break out like your paycheck, then yeah. it's not going to help you. You know? Exactly. Like it'll say, hey, you spent a little bit more this month than last month. And you're like, okay. And? Yeah, exactly. But I think if there was like an easy, if there's some type of like, if there's a personal finance course that, I mean, it could be offered through school, it could be offered through the internet, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But just something that was easy to like get into and preferably free. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I mean, it could be free to the consumer to sell ad space. It doesn't matter. You yeah, can make exactly. money if you build it. But also, like, very um, universal. Like, doesn't matter how much you make. doesn't matter the situation you're in. But you can learn the principles and you can apply it to whatever your situation is. Mm-hmm. If, like, if there's different, like, you know, offshoots of this course, depending on your financial situation. But something that could teach like young adults how to do their personal finances. Yeah. I think that'd be so cool. I think like cuz people want to learn it. It's oh, just yeah. the fact that it's like daunting. It's very daunting and it's like it's not the top thing on your, you know, your to-do list. Like you have schoolwork, you have finals, you have work projects, you have like friends, you have relationships, you have things going on. Yeah. But Maybe they could tie this into that incentivizing plugin, and you finish your course, you get uh um I don't know <laughs> a pair of shoes or something. Yes. But incentivizing people to use it because it's important to learn, and I think that I don't know. Maybe this is just from my perspective, but I feel like a lot of people in our generation are have little knowledge on personal finances. I know I, like, I know a little bit, but, like, not enough. Yeah. For sure, Mm -hmm. you know? Defo. Yeah, that's definitely a big problem. Or something that could be solved for people. Yeah. Go out there and solve it. Okay, I have have one for you. Yeah. Um, So, obviously, people want to be entertained, and people are being entertained constantly. Yes. How do we address this entertainment crisis? Of people just wanting to be People, yeah, needing to be satiated 24-7. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know because, like, there's literally countless things to be entertained by. So it's not even, like. It's not even like the solution is like, oh, let's just make more movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, there already are enough movies. Um, I mean, I think a big thing is that people, like, 
are kind of all or nothing. Like there's very few entertainment types where you can just sit down for 10 minutes and absorb like when you need a break. Like, like just I, meditate? No, like even just like, I don't know, like your favorite TV show, like you don't want to sit down and just watch 10 minutes of it. Yeah. But, and so then like we work, 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 work so that we can reward and then we like want to be entertained for like 10 hours because we just yeah. worked hard. But I think like if we could, I don't know, like, I don't know if introducing a new type of media or something like that would be possible that's like more short like TikTok quality content no because then on TikTok you just sit there for like like forever because they're 30 seconds so then I can keep scrolling but like if I had a 10 minute like video to watch yeah but then like some people don't like what's on YouTube because like some people just like like TV shows more Hmm. so like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I think that if there was, like, more content to absorb during breaks, hmm. because I like something that I can see a start to finish. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to sit down to watch a 45-minute TV show, like, I have to watch the whole thing. Really? Yeah. And so, I don't know. Like, something along those lines. I think it's a problem of, like, the all-or-nothing mentality. Like, when we want to be entertained, like, we want to be entertained. Like, it has to be good stuff. and a lot of that time just takes or a lot of that just takes time now. Yeah. And because it takes more time than we sport than we spend longer amounts of time on working because we don't want to just like take our breaks every <laughs> every yeah. 2 hours and then we like then want to watch even more TV. <laughs> yeah. I think even for a lot of people too it's it's not even like it needs to be quality like if you just need something to be like distracting your mind yeah from even if there's not like even if you don't have a ton of like personal issues going on you just a lot of people want to just be engaged constantly you Mm -hmm. know yeah that's true i think i don't know how to fix it but i think it definitely comes from just the age of smartphones that we're in you know everyone has any just an unwatchable amount of content with them constantly and yeah i don't know maybe making like entertainment like less entertaining like (laughs) like if i'm at home and i'm faced with like okay i can write my paper or i can watch the newest episode of my favorite tv show that's super suspenseful and like what show I don't know. Like, I'm just giving a hypothetical. Oh, okay. Like, I'm just, like, so stoked about it. Versus, like, you know how, like, there's, like, baby TV that, like, you just leave on and it's, like, vegetables dancing around. (laughs) And, like, it, like, (laughs) occupies the mind. But, like, it's not, like, fully engaging. Like, maybe we should just make content that's less hard-hitting so that it's, like, still on and it's still giving you that satisfaction of, like, I'm doing something else also while I'm working but it's like background noise yeah but like it would still have to be like somewhat engaging yeah because like then everyone else can just like turn on background noise if they wanted to you know it's engaging to me that's like that what have you seen i mean i don't have an apple tv but like on an apple tv like when the pictures yeah how it just like moves yeah and it's very calming yes exactly yeah like, i feel like we could make more passive kind of entertainment mm, i like that Okay, if you guys are media people, maybe pick that idea. (laughs) 
Okay, I have another. I have, sure. a, I have an idea. What do we do about the fact that, like, <laughs> deodorants just don't work for some people, but the sticks last you, like, six months or, like, like a long hmm. time. And it feels wasteful to throw it away. But, like, especially if you're buying natural deodorant, they're, like, 20 bucks sometimes. And wow, I didn't know that. Then, like, you get it, and it just doesn't work. Like, what do we do about the problem of, like, wanting to try new products, but, like, that are so subjective from person to person? I think there needs to be some type of trial system. Mm-hmm. Like, because with bigger purchases, they have that because they know it's a lot bigger commitment. Like, matches, it's, like, the 90-day guarantee yeah. or whatever. Um, Even, like, with some, like tech i think you can like return within a certain amount of time and yeah without any consequences but hmm i don't know because like the problem with like beauty or skincare products is that it's like okay well if you let someone try a deodorant stick like you can't sell that one to someone yeah else. that's true <laughs> but i feel like that's a big thing like i just bought a new like makeup thing mm-hmm. and then it was just like it didn't work for me at all and so then i returned it but then i feel so bad because i like used it for a week and then now they have to throw it away Hmm. so like i don't know but then people also don't want to buy sample sizes of things because it's all well if it was free that's what i'm saying like people like they do people will be like oh they have like the sample option though but it's like a lot more expensive per like ounce or whatever always like it's more expensive to buy the sample so then people yeah. just want to buy the big one and that's how they get money yes so like how do we like incentivize beauty companies to do mm-hmm. free trials like you know warby parker like they'll send you like five pairs of glasses to try on at home before you like oh, order really? a prescription yeah hmm. but i think i mean yeah i like that but obviously that's different because like glasses you can just like yeah like they just whatever. like yeah they clean them and then and send them, them back what if these, the producers, mm-hmm. they, whatever retailers they use, the retailers, because this would help both the producer and the retailer in the long run, I think, if they made small sample sizes like that and the retailers had those available for purchase at like, just like, very cheap mm-hmm. um and like you could lock them up or something i don't know how to prevent like how they'd not be stolen or whatever but i mean i guess if things are gonna get stolen they're gonna get stolen anyway we can ignore that um but if they just had tiny trial sizes mm-hmm. at these retailers because then people aren't gonna go and buy like a 50 cent thing like or a dollar thing like every week because that's just inconvenient if yeah. they find out it works, they'll go and buy the bigger one. Yeah, exactly. And then, because then the producer would make money, the retailer would make money. Because, like, if the producer did this through select retailers, mm-hmm. then those the people that bought from that producer would want to go to that retailer because they're like, "Oh, yeah. I got this trial one." Definitely. You know, I think the thing that that is like it needs to be at least like three times use. Because a lot of, like, mm-hmm. like 
every once in a while Sephora will like throw in a sample into your bag but like it's only enough to use one time and you can't tell if you like a product ever if you like one time Hmm. if you use it one time yeah so I feel like making it big enough to be at least a few times use like ideally like a week's worth of use Mm. but making it small enough that it like is like still profitable yeah and like also not yeah, I don't know. Like, and it, like, I also think, like, redeeming that stuff for credit. I've also seen companies do, like, you can buy a trial pack of, so, like, foundation is, like, the makeup you put all over your face. So, like, mm-hmm. a big thing is, like, finding the right color. Yeah. And there's a company um, that, like, will send you, like, 10 shades and it costs, like, I don't know, like, $15, but the whole bottle of the foundation is 40 and so that $15 contribute, like, goes oh, towards cool. the one, like, that you end up choosing. I like that. So you have the risk of, like, you're going to want to commit to that one. But, like, if you know – so this is, like, kind of a different <laughs> a different thing of if you know what you want, but, like, maybe you don't know what scent or what, like, preference about a product. Mm. I think it would be cool. I like that. That's That would be good. All hmm. right. Should we do one more? Let's do one more. Let me think of a good one. I'm trying to think of like a funny one. What What do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like one time in the idea jam session, someone said that like they hate taking their dog on hikes because then they have to carry their food bag. Sounds kind of like a personal problem to me. Hmm. If you guys are listening, please comment below some pain points. Be our first commenter. Do you comment on the podcast? Yeah. On Spotify? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Hmm. Okay, this is an issue that I don't have yet, but I think I'm coming into it. But I know people that do. Let's call it this. Um, the water bottle epidemic. Okay. You go and you buy a water bottle because you like it and it's cool and it's nice and then let's say maybe a year later all of a sudden you have like six water bottles you just have an excess amount of water bottles and some of them you like more than others of course but you don't use all of them yeah definitely not how do we fix this Hmm. I mean, like, I think, like, a buyback program. From um, who? Either people that, like, like, what are water bottles made out of aluminum? Like, I genuinely don't even know. I, well, yeah, there's aluminum, there's plastic, I think. Well, like, okay, let's talk about the big hitters. Like, the Yeti, Stanley. I think um, they're primarily Hydro, made of aluminum. They're all made of let, me, let me ask. Like, we could... No, I think my mic does. 
Oh wait, no, just turned off. Um, so the the big hitters. Oh, they're made of stainless steel. Okay, Double walled insulation keeps your drink cold for up to twenty four hours, and hot drinks hot for up to twelve hours. Okay, that's Food even grade, better because BPA free. Stainless steel is amazing for like all these other things, like cooking and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what if we built like a company, <laughs> like like a cookware company, or I don't know, they use like stainless steel for appliances that uses recycled stainless steel from water bottles. Oh, I have this thought. <laughs> uh-huh. What if like these hydro flasks or Yetis of the world, they, when you recycle it, or it would probably be, have to be a buyback to incentivize people to actually send it back. Mm-hmm. Um, they they sent this, either they made like cookware themselves, those hydro flasks were branded, or they sent it to like Whirlpool and had hydro flask, Whirlpool co-branded, refrigerators and such Ooh. i mean i don't know how strong a brand is i mean obviously it depends on the brand but how badly people would want like a yeti refrigerator <laughs> i have to flash refrigerator but i mean i personally don't think they would want that but like the thing is that people don't care where the material is going they just want to get the yeah the 10 percent back or whatever and if it's recycled then it That's could help saying like yeah if hydroflask has like have an old water bottle we don't care like the conditions send it back yeah and we'll give you 20 percent of your cash back or, or or like a discount off your next one or something yeah something like that but we can't do a discount off the next one because then we'll just buy another That's true. water bottle but like some sort of partnership like like you get like 15 dollars to amazon yeah something like that then that would like solve the waste problem and it would also like i'm feeling good about that idea like would it be a third party that like is like hey hydroflask we'll do this for you we'll collect all your old stainless steel all you have to do is post this on your website and then we sell the like recycled stainless steel to a different company Mm -hmm. or do we start a new company that's like all stainless steel products i think it'd have to be a plug and play do we start a new company that would be all stainless steel products and that are just like made from recycled materials? I think it would have to be a plug and play because it's easy. it's all about the brand. People are gonna buy a water bottle from a brand they don't care about. That's that's the issue, the water bottles. Gathering. Yeah. No, this is what I'm saying. Like hydro it'll be like hydroflask Stanley no matter what on the water bottle end. Will the stainless steel, like, will the recycled stainless steel company be a new company? Or will be be a plug-in that sells the stainless steel to existing, like, Whirlpool, LG, mm-hmm. Crusade, like, all, like, the stainless steel companies. Guys, I think you should vote in the comments about that one. Oh, my gosh. My mic is done for. Well, Ali's mic is done for. It's dead. So we'll go ahead. But tell them and, to vote in the comments about that one. Yeah, vote in the comments whether you think for the water bottle idea. For the water bottle idea of recycling, should it be that it can be like a plug and play into Hydroflask, Stanley, Yeti, whatever water bottle company, or should it be a new company to do it themselves? To make all the recycled, all the recycled cookware. cookware and such. Um tell them they hope they love this episode. <laughs> uh, we hope you loved this episode. <laughs> Let me have your mic. <laughs>
Um, I hope you love this episode so much. I think ideating is so much fun and is so important. Um, and it's really important to practice it. Like we had some hard hitters today, but at the ideas jam sessions, sometimes it's like really simple stuff and it's just so it's really good to get in the practice of just coming up with a lot of ideas because I don't know, we thought of like what five business ideas yeah. right there. So especially if it's something that you're supposed like, like those are just like random things that necessarily don't affect us. But if you have something that's affecting you, have a little mini idea jam session and just with yourself, with, with yourself your or with your roommate or whatever. And like freaking go build the business off of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for this week's big question, this one is kind of a hard hitter. Um, and I'll, I'll let you answer it first. Let's see. What is happiness? Oh, boy. Do we really? <laughs> yeah. All right. The question is, what is the happiness? Hmm. I don't know what, what you're typing in. Chat GPT. Um, happiness to me is living a good life. And what is living a good life, you ask? It means being having meaningful relationships, doing what you love, spending time on your passions, and getting to accomplish everything you want in the world. That's awesome. <laughs> For me, I think happiness is however you define it. Oh, that is such a cop-out. That is a bit of a cop-out. I'll answer better. <laughs> I think... I think the happiness is it's whatever gives you meaning in life. And if you want to, if you want, I think if you want to share with others, it brings you happiness. So yeah, keep that in mind. But we also like to shout out chat GPT for assisting us during this episode. Um, it did want to give some final thoughts. So this is what it said. As an AI language model, I don't have personal preferences or emotions, but I'd be happy to offer some final thoughts on our conversation. We covered a range of topics from common issues and pain points to big thought provoking questions. I hope our discussion provided some useful insights and ideas for your entrepreneurial ventures or personal reflections. Remember that identifying a pain or a problem or pain point is often the first step towards developing a solution to provide that provides value to others. And when it comes to thought-provoking questions, don't be afraid to explore the big questions that challenge our assumptions and expand our understanding of the world. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Wow. Thank you, ChatGPT. That was awesome. Um, awesome. Well, we hope to see you guys in this lab. And be sure to continue checking out the podcast and sharing it with everyone. So, logging off, this is Cameron. And Allie. Bye. Bye.